we here, baby. We here. You feel me? It's been That's like elevator music going. The elevator music. I, I don't know. Is is the background music a little too much? Is is it messing up your train of thought? And we're supposed to edit it in, man. Later, don't just you just don't play it the whole time. I'm trying to put some. I'm trying. You feel me? I'm trying to set the mood out here. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna turn it off. Just the fun police are here. <laughs> Who called the fuck? Welcome everybody to the Bush and Me Show. With that, we'll start it off. We here. How man, you been, with, Butch? Hey, I've been I've been good, man. Uh, you know, we, we took two, three weeks off. Um, you know, we we've had some things going on in life. I mean, look, uh, you know, the people still see me. I'm in my same background, but your background has changed. What has been going on in the quote unquote me uh, household life? What's been going on? Well, there is a me household now. We moved into a new house. Um, so we've been dealing with that the last two, three weeks. Uh, life is good, man. Taking the next step. Marriage, house. I didn't know it was gonna happen so quick, but- Just, bam, like, bam, bam. The, just like the handbook <laughs> says, huh? First we get married, then we get house. Next comes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you're ready for that. I don't know if you're ready for that. Uh, I've been, I've been, uh, I don't know if you care or not, but I'm going to tell you what yeah, I've what been. What you been up to, man? Tell me, tell me. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, with um, Thanksgiving and all that good stuff, uh, I made my way back up to Virginia last week. But before that, I was in, in Canton, Ohio, man. I've been, I kind of took this position with the, with the uh, NFL alumni and they've started this gig or started this program called the NFL Alumni Academy. It's an opportunity for me to stay around the game, but it's like a, it's like a feeder system, man. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it's the first year they've done it. My name got thrown in the head somehow and they gave me a call and it's it, what it is. Um, it's like a, like I said, it's like a feeder system, but it's like the D league you know, to, or the mm -hmm. G League when it comes to the NBA. This is this is a place for free agents to kind of come in, get some good work uh, on all three phases of their game. They get the training, they get the, they get the class work, and they get the field work. Uh, so it's been pretty cool. You know, I've been able to try to get some of these, not get, uh, but uh, help some of these free agents continue to live out their dreams. So it's been pretty neat. So that's the situation we've kind of been in, been traveling from Florida, to Ohio every week or every other week. So it's been a little difficult, but you know, still taking a couple, still taking a class, working on me and, and figuring out the next phase, man. So everything's good. Life is life is solid. More power to you, man. And much credit given because every time I talk to you, you're either studying for a class, getting ready to coach a high school game in Ohio, <laughs> getting ready to coach. You got, you got kids at home, you got a wife. I'm just sitting there like, man, make me feel worse about my stuff. I'm tired after work. Nah, man. So more, more power to you, man. Uh, you know, just trying to figure it out. But it's been fun, like you were saying. I've been took a took a high school gig, uh, coaching some kids, and that has been tough. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. It's been tough, but um, you know, I'm going to be here in South Florida for at least another at least another year. You know, I don't I don't know where I'm going to be in the next two years, but I know I'll be here for another year. So I'm going to give this high school thing another uh, another go because I think it's. Um, it's, def it's definitely worth it, man, to help some of these kids. It's good to get back, man, because we all know we wouldn't be where we are without some of the coaches we had out there coming up. So right. it's awesome you have a chance to do that. Moving on to the uh, to the NFL. Let's talk about the pigskin. Let's talk about it. So COVID is affecting all of us on our day-to-day. Um, with the NFL, we're seeing it a lot. It's becoming more prevalent. You saw the Steelers-Ravens game got moved like eight times. 
before they finally played it at 340 on a Wednesday. Unbelievable. Um, you got the 49ers can't even play practice in their own stadium town. Um, oh, that's this, right for this, like the next two weeks. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be coming, like I said, more prevalent. We don't know what's gonna happen coming up the next couple weeks, but we do know it's gonna be a lot of change. It's gonna be a lot of last, last minute audibles, Omaha, Omaha. As a former player in the NFL, um, you've always told me, you know, everyone has their structure, everyone's used to their schedule. What's this gonna do to the players where you're throwing wrenches in the last couple of minutes? Oh, wait, we gotta travel. Oh, wait, we're not traveling. We might travel tomorrow. Game's Wednesday now. What's that gonna do to the player? Well, before I get into that, um, dude, you forgot about the whole Denver situation. They couldn't, they had no quarterback. <laughs> they take all their quarterbacks away like three or four days before the game. And you're sitting up here pulling guys off the, off the, off the practice squad. Like, Hey buddy, have you, have you thrown the ball at all in it? You know? And, um, you, you get this guy to come they in They play the game. You got to give them credit. They did play the game. I mean, it's, they kept pushing like every day, every six or seven hours, they would change the time of the Pittsburgh and Baltimore game. And honestly, oh, I yeah. forgot it even came on yesterday. My son said to me, said something to me around like 345 that the game was coming on. I said, oh, you know, it's just, it kind of, you kind of forget about it. But like going back to the question you asked, you know, I know for me, I was really heavy on my schedule. You know, I had a, I had a, I had something that I wanted to stick to on Wednesday. I wanted to stick to my schedule on Thursday. When Friday came, it was the same thing. Saturday, you know, whether you're going home or whether you're traveling. Um, and then Sunday comes around. And then sometimes you just don't even know if you're going to play the game. Like you might get a call Saturday saying the game's getting pushed back in time or it's going to get pushed to another day. But I think the whole season of the NFL has just been able to, uh, you know, as an organization, but also as an individual being able to adjust and adapt because you have to, because everybody has to, everybody's in the same situation. It's just unfortunate that um, some of these cases have uh, spread like they did in, in, in these certain organizations, because I know it's tough on the guys, it's tough on the players, but they, you know, kind of take the good with the bad. You know, you have a couple more days to rest, enjoy it and get back into your, your correct frame of mind, your correct mindset that you're gonna have to be to go out and put your, you know, the, the best product on the field that you can. So I, I think it's important that these guys uh, just continue to adapt and, and, and do what they've been doing because this has been a tough year. It's been a weird year. You know, they're still playing, most of them, they're still playing with no fans. It's kind of like you're playing at a at a training camp practice, you know, or like with no fans or, or, or limit fan, limited fan attendance. So they've been, they had to do a lot of adjusting already this year. And I think they're doing a really great job of, of doing their job whenever, you know, whatever day is needed. That's good insight there. But it's I'll tell you what though, if there's no fans, I don't mind the 340 on a Wednesday. It was the first time I'm here in Baltimore. It was the first time I've heard, you know, people be excited about, oh, what are you doing? You going for the game? You gonna go watch it outside anywhere? You're gonna do this? I said 340, dude, on a Wednesday. Right, right. <laughs> My it, wife still it, thinks I'm working. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's it is cool, man. You know, it, you, like I said, you gotta Fans have, have had, you know, you guys have had to adjust to, I said you guys, but I'm kind of, I'm on the fan side now. <laughs> you a yeah. fan now too? Yeah, yeah. Fantasy. You know, fantasy. Speaking of my fan, I don't even want to talk about that shit. My <laughs> fantasy. It was good. It was, it, it goes down, it goes way up. And then now I just shit to bed for the last two weeks, but. Um, Volatile. It's all good. Hey, whatever, man. You guys, your fans have been great. Whenever you, you know, whenever you can tune in, you know, we all got to adjust and adapt, baby. That's the word, that's the phrase of the day. Adjusting the that's day. A, that's the phrase.
Um, let's jump into MVPs so far. There's a lot of hype out there on uh, Patrick Mahomes. Vegas has him as a clear-cut favorite. Uh, we'll run through some guys. Why don't you go first and tell me who you think is your MVP so far this year? Uh, I like Derrick Henry. You know, you look at the numbers he's been able to put up. After this week, he's going to go over 1,300 yards. I mean, the guy is pretty much getting five yards a pop every time he touches mm. the ball. He's second in the league with 12 touchdowns on the year. He's toting the rock really well for the Tennessee Titans. Um, you know, he, five yards of carry, man. I mean, he, he's been so solid. I think he has to be up there in the MVP race because, you know, they do have weapons uh, on the outside, and Tannehill is playing good, but – if you don't have Derrick Henry in there, it makes your, you know, it, it makes the game planning for the for the opposition that much easier because you always have to worry about Derrick Henry. But go look, going back to Patrick Mahomes, this guy has almost, you know, he has 3,500 yards passing right now. That's first in the league, 30 touchdowns. But the thing I love most about Patrick Mahomes, he has two interceptions out of all the pass attempts mm -hmm. he has. Two interceptions. He throws the ball. He finds the end zone. But the great, the, the best thing he does out of all of it, he takes care of the ball. And that's honestly the only reason I'm putting Patrick Mahomes over Russell Wilson. Because Russell's only 270, 280 yards behind him. Um, Russell has more touchdowns than him. But Russell has turned the ball over 10 times. That's the mm -hmm. only reason I'm giving Patrick Mahomes a nod over Russell. But I think Derrick Henry has to be up there in that mix as well. I like it. I like where you're coming from. I looked at these numbers, too, when we started talking about this. And Mahomes is just so far out there right now. You want to make an argument for everybody else. But you forgot about one guy who's up there, too. Aaron Rodgers, 3,100 yards, yeah. 33 touchdowns, and only four interceptions. That's solid. crazy. That crazy that that's twice as many as Mahomes, but he's not turning the ball over either. They're eight and three. He's got them right where they need to be. I think if he can make a run over these last five games, he he could be you know he could be in the argument. I've really tried to make an argument for Roethlisberger, but I think he's just have to stick with comeback player of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because... give, look, give give him that because that defense has been playing lights out. Lights out. And I mean, he's got twenty eight hundred yards, twenty five touchdowns, only six interceptions. But that's not going to get you there, not this year. Just take your comeback player of the year. Take your, you know, maybe they'll finish 14-2. and two. Take your bye week. I think, like you said, I think Mahomes is just clear-cut favorite. But maybe Wilson can make a run. Maybe uh, Rodgers can discount double-checking. We're going to see. we 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 definitely going to see. Uh, yeah, and kind of going back to the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, he – he did pick it up from last year. I think, uh, you know, last year was was definitely not characteristic of him. His history, though, uh, of him being able to put up big numbers and take care of the ball, that's what Aaron Rodgers does. And when he doesn't have an off year, you know it's not going to, you know, it's you know it's not going to linger for too long. He's not the type of individual that lets that type of play. Uh, it's not going to, it's not going to go over two seasons. He's healthy. He's feeling good. His defense is playing well. His offensive line uh, are protecting him pretty well. So, uh, I, I like I like the stats and I like the insight that you did give us about um, uh, about Aaron Rodgers over there. But yeah, man, look, Patrick. I mean, Derrick Henry. If you're looking at most valuable, jeez, man, like if you don't have I that, where's the going to be? You feel me? Where are they going to be? He's just too good. You know who's not in our conversation right now, though. That is Tommy B. Dropped off a little bit the last couple of weeks. But uh, he he was a huge offseason move for Tampa Bay this year. What was your favorite offseason move? Would you say? I'm gonna stay down here. I'm 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 going to stay down here in Miami. 
I'm going to go Emmanuel Agba uh, with the Dolphins. Outside linebacker, eight sacks mm. this season. Uh, not only does he have eight sacks, but he has just been getting after the quarterback. Uh, Miami is what? Second in scoring defense, I believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You are the stat man. But he has just been causing pressure in opponents' backfields. Uh, and then plus, when you add a guy like Byron Jones, I mean, like, I can give you two from Miami because now that Byron Jones is healthy, <laughs> you figure, you know, I don't want to throw I don't want to keep throwing at this guy. So they're, they're trying to pick on Xavier Howard and he's just kind of going crazy. But uh, in the AFC, I'm going Emmanuel Ogba. I don't know if you wanted me to pick one or two, but I do have another one. So <laughs> You can keep going. For those of you that are new to our show, you're going to notice a lot of Dolphins love, a lot of Bears love, and a whole lot of Saints love coming from hey, my man. man. They used, to, they, used to, they used to cut that check, man. They used to cut that oh. check. <laughs> so you might as well stay and go go with New Orleans. What? Emmanuel. I didn't go. Nah, I didn't go. To, I didn't go. To, <laughs> I, didn't go to, <laughs> I did go. Um, I just went DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I, I feel like this is a situation that Houston just—they're uh, not able to get over right now. They have—they're—they're uh, they're not going to get over. They lost their best weapon. Uh, on that team, and he's just been a great uh, asset, a great addition for Kyler Murray. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is about to get his sixth 1,000-yard season. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a, a a big move, a big pickup for the Cardinals. So I gave you one each. I don't know what you got. I ran through this, and I thought, you know, obviously the favorite, the one that everybody talks about is going to be Brady. But they're 7-5, and five, um, and they're the sixth seed in the playoffs right now. So I think they could be there without him. I mean, Jameis could have Jameis could have got you what Brady's doing. I mean, if he just yeah. doesn't, you know, hold back on a, on a few of the interceptions. Well, come on now, like like Jameis could have could have could have done the same thing. You know, he, he throws they were the seven and nine. Yeah, they were seven and nine with Jameis. They're seven and five now with Tommy B. Right. Um, I wanted to go to Diggs in Buffalo, but same kind of thing. They're eight and three. They're winning the East. I don't know that without him, they're still not in first place with the East. It's a great move. I love the acquisition, but I still think they're there. Two that stuck out to me, uh, the first I'll go with is DeForest Buckner to the Colts. Mm. You know, Rivers has helped them out a lot too, adding Jonathan Taylor, but that defense is ranked top 10 in every category. They're fourth overall, seventh in rushing yards allowed. They're allowing 101.4 rushing yards a game. Mm. Um, he's he's made a big impact there. They're, like I said, they're seven and four. They'd be in the playoffs right now if this season ended today. And the other one you already mentioned, but this one stuck out the most to me is DeAndre Hopkins, right? They're six and five. They're the seventh seed in the playoffs right now. He's got 77 catches, like you said, 967 yards, four TDs, but one of them is huge against Buffalo. He single-handedly ripped that ball out of his hands. They'd be five and six and maybe not even in any conversation that we're having right now. That was a huge catch, huge win. I think he's going to make some big plays coming up uh, the next couple of weeks too. So I love that move. Some, uh, some coaching vacancies we'll jump into now. You got Atlanta is uh, open. Raheem Morris is there now. Um, and I holding think, down and I, spot. While, while, we're, while we're talking on Atlanta, I think the team is responding pretty well <laughs> to Raheem Morris down there. You yeah. Know? Um, I, I think when it does come, who they're going to find out who their future is, you have to take a good hard look at Raheem Morris. Definitely. Houston, you could say the same thing there with Romeo holding it down. Houston's playing well as well. Detroit, newly open position. <laughs> Matt Patricia is officially gone. He gone. Uh, so those, 
those three spots will be open in the offseason. And it is rumored, I'm sorry to say this about your boy, but that the New York Jets job should be open by the end of the year. Rumor is they're not, they don't want him to play better right now. So they're not letting him go so they can get this uptick like all these other teams are doing. They want Trevor Lawrence to be in green next year. And don't, so let, Trevor, ri- don't let Trevor Lawrence go there. They're riding the Gase train. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the train you really want to be on. <laughs> Right now, I mean, let's just yeah, you know, let's call a spade a spade. Uh, he he, you know, Gabe's is my guy. He he gave me an opportunity, uh, believed in me, and all that good stuff. But listen, zero uh, and eleven is zero and eleven. Uh, he didn't really have much success last year, so yeah, I, I don't really see him having uh, that job, honestly, at the end of the year. But you know, when we're, when we're sitting back here talking about uh, coaches who are going to get an opportunity. Course, like you said, you're going to get a lot of Saints love and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm going to look. <laughs> I'm going to look at the Saints defensive coordinator Dennis Allen. You know, okay. he has he 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 did have a, a head coaching opportunity back with the Raiders some years back. It didn't work out the way that he wanted. <clears throat> now he went back to New Orleans, got that defense polished up, playing extremely well. Uh, again, you know, they have tremendous leadership down there. I think Dennis Allen might be someone who could potentially go in to maybe the Jets organization, maybe get things turned around. Uh, I mean, who, who's kind of top on your list? You got to, when you we're talking about these coaching vacancies and who's going to fill them, the first name that's got to come up is Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Got to come up. I mean, studying under under um, Andy Reid, sorry, slipped my mind. He's calling plays. He has a Super Bowl under his belt. He's got to be the hottest thing out there right now. So, I don't know where you would plug him in at. I would hope he wouldn't go to Detroit because that just seems to be uh, why a train though? that nobody wants to hop on. Why? Why it, though? It seems like management's not letting you make the changes you need to. Every coach that goes in there with a plan gets punched in the mouth, like Mike Tyson said, and it just goes out the window. No one's made the change. I mean, outside of uh, Shan- Shanahan, I'm sorry, Shannon. There's no been nobody that's gone in there really made a, a big impact. And they let him go to bring in Matt Patricia because he was the new hot thing. And they're worse off than when he got it. He got there. I mean, I think so, if, if the Lions was an opportunity for him, he would have to feel good about Matt Stafford. I mean, Matt Stafford has not played at the level that we've seen him play. I mean, when I had this thing with the Bears, well, he did have Calvin Johnson, and that is a, <laughs> uh, that is a hell of a security blanket to oh, have boy. in any kind of situation. But, you know, with, with some of the guys that they have on their defense, Matthew Stafford is a, is a quarterback that can get the ball all over the field. You get him a nice running game, some new leadership. Like you were saying, it really does always start at the top. It's always at the top of the organization. You can bring in a head coach and all the players that you want to, but if your ownership and your GM and it all it's all a trickle-down effect, if they're not all on the same page, if they're not trying to win a championship, then it's just uh, it's definitely a, uh, a really uphill battle for any coach who takes this opportunity. So I agree. I, I feel you on that. Maybe they'll take Jim Harbaugh and just throw him up there for a while. That name has been rumored to <laughs> send him <laughs> send him down the road from Michigan to Detroit. Um, I mean, look, these coaches now, I know this, you know, I, what's been a little hot topic has been this Rooney rule and, and having these opportunities for some of these African-American coaches to get these um, opportunities, get these positions. Uh, it's, it's time to start giving these guys a chance. You know, like Raheem Morris, the Atlanta Falcons are responding well to him. You have to give him a, 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 you have to give him a chance. You have to give him an opportunity 
to really come in there, interview for this job and show what he's done this year, how he's turning that program around. And same thing with Eric Bieniemy. It's going to really be an issue if, if that guy, Eric Bieniemy, is not in a head coaching position this year. Um, I, I think that's important, um, you know, because the NFL has to uh, it, it's important to the players, man. You know, it's, it's, it's opportunities out there. And, uh, you know, like what like I was saying, Eric Bieniemy. Raheem Morris, give him another look, give him another chance. Uh, and Dennis Allen, there's a couple other guys who are out there as well. I got two sleepers for you too with the Rooney Rule. Don't forget about Leslie Frazier in Buffalo. He's doing great things on that defense. He deserves another shot. And don't forget about my man Marvin Lewis. You know, he took a year off, but he's still hanging around there. Great coach, uh, great leader of men. I like. So that. there's two more out there for you. I like that. I don't know where these spots are going to get filled, but those are the four. Sorry, Adam. Spots that'll be open at the end of the year. He's three and a half. He's, way out. <laughs> he's still getting that check, though. Still getting that bread, cuz. All right. On to the picks. Let's pick the, let's you know, pick them, baby. I was having a talk with somebody uh, last week, and we were talking about how, you know, you and Bush are kind of neck and neck. You're fighting for it. I said, but look, we're picking against the spread, and we're both, I think we were. 35 and 23 then that's a hell of a record both of us now you're 35 26 and one you had a tie last week with the chiefs and i'm 37 and 25 so i got a one and a half game lead on you yeah big week big week ahead of us three games who you got first one i'm going rams over cardinals uh i, I do love what Kyler and the crew is doing, but I feel like the Rams have too much offensive firepower and that defensive front has the opportunity to get after uh, Kyler this week. They're gonna have to do a really good job of keeping this guy in the pocket because when he gets out, he's he's like Mahomes. He, he, he's a way better scrambler in my opinion, but this dude can throw the ball. He's very accurate, um, but I like, the Ram I like the Rams. It's hard for me to say this, you know, because of the you know, just my, my my history with the Rams and and all that good stuff. But I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Rams the edge over the Cardinals, even though the Ram the Rams are a, a three point favorite. I'm still I'm still giving it to them. On the road to the games in Arizona, we don't talk about these picks beforehand. We just both pick three games and come out at it. But I also picked this game, huge game for both teams. Both teams are coming off last second field goal losses last week to worst teams. Um, I think this is just a must win for the Cardinals, though. They're a game behind the Rams. This They're going to play them twice over the next five weeks. They need, need, need this win to stay in the playoff hunt. A uh, little worried about the Rams defensive line, but I think Cliff Kingsbury will be able to, you know, call some plays to get, the, get Kyler, you know, move him around, get the ball out of his hands, some short stuff. DeAndre Hopkins will go off. I'm taking the three points and the Cardinals. Okay. All right. Well, look, uh, my second game, I'm going Giants. I'm picking the it's, it's, it's the Giants and the Seahawks in Seattle. Woo! But I'm going Giants in this one because the point spread is is favored in ten towards the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Um, I, you know, when I sit back and, and you look at Seattle, look at all the games that they've won. They've won two games this year by more than 10 points. I believe it was the Falcons and the 49ers. And every other game they had, they've either obviously lost because they've, they've lost a couple. But every other game has been very tight. And mm -hmm. I think with the Giants, the way the Giants, the Giants are fighting hard. You know, a couple of their playmakers are out. 
But if they if they have a couple people that can step up, I think this is a good opportunity for the Giants just to put together a competitive game against a good team. Now, do I think I don't think they're going to win, but I don't like the the ten point um, favorite that the Seahawks have in this one. So I'm going Giants. Mm, stepping out on a limb, I like it. I am. It's definitely out of my character. I was going to go with the layup, the alley hoop, slam dunk it, <laughs> but I said, you know what? Let me uh, let me live on the edge a little bit. It's crazy because to think as bad as the Giants have looked, especially early on in the season, at parts of the season, if the season were to end today, they'd be hosting a playoff game. <laughs> They're in first place It'll right just, now, the NFC East. Just throw the whole NFC East out. I mean, <laughs> it's shit. It's seriously. My second game, we've talked about it a little bit here. Matt Patricia is gone. And Daryl Bevel is the interim coach. Who is that, you might ask? He's bounced around the NFL for a while, been offensive coordinator. He's got a Super Bowl ring with the Seattle Seahawks. No previous head coaching experience. But the first thing he came in and told those guys was, let's make a run at this wild card. They're 17th now, why can't it be us? And everybody's probably like, what? Let's just win a game. Like he's he's getting them pumped up and I like that about them, um, about him. Teams that fire their head coaches historically Back to 2003, they're 14 and 16 straight up. They're 16 and 14 against the spread. So no real uh, favoritism there. But we're in 2020, the year of WTF, right? They're 2-0 and this year. Teams that fire their coaches are 2-0. and Houston and Atlanta have won both games coming off firing their coach. So I'm riding the trend in 2020. I'm mm. taking the Lions, getting the three points against the Bears. I also need this win to help my six win total I took at the beginning of the year. They're only at four right now, so it's, I'm doubling up on this one. Let's go Lions. It's a, it's a good opportunity for them. I mean, the Bears are so damn up and down. You don't <laughs> have, you, you, you know, you don't have your beast in the middle, uh, Akeem Hicks. And I, honestly, their their defense kind of, um, kind of goes off of him, you know, because he's just such a playmaker versus the run and the pass. And you don't know what the hell you're going to get out the quarterback play in Chicago. I'm cool with that one. They lost five in a row, too, so ride ride all the trends on this one. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Definitely got to ride the trends. You know the last game, baby. You know who we going with, man. You know it's rivalry, rivalry week. Saints, but this time they're going to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill, part three. It's uh, mm-hmm. Taysom start. Saints do, uh, the Saints do get three points in this game. But I'm still going with the Saints, even though the Falcons had a hell of a game last week uh, when they did host the uh, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, yeah, no, Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. I'm sorry, I'm still living don't in Vegas. Don't forget about one of your favorite cities in America. Oh, it is. It is. I'm, yeah, we, we, we're not going to talk about that. Here we go. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going Saints over the Falcons. You know, the, the one thing that's interesting to me, this, could this be the week, week that Jameis maybe gets an opportunity? Because... You know, if, if the Atlanta Falcons can, can find a way to stop Taysom Hill from running the damn ball into the end zone, because obviously that's what he's really good at, and that's what he's done the last two weeks, uh, and the Denver Broncos didn't have an answer for him, I think the Falcons might have a little bit of a better answer. I think um, Taysom Hill loves to find, you know, Michael Thomas out there on the edge. This could be a possible week where things kind of get shaken up a little bit and, and maybe Jameis gets his opportunity. But I'm still picking the Saints because it's the Saints and the Falcons week. We need to sweep, baby. Sweep them up. Let's get it. It's the Falcons for a reason. F-A-I-L-C-O-N-S. 
Falcons. Sound country. The Falcons. The Falcons. Falcons. Shocker, shocker. Like I said, we don't go over these picks beforehand, but I can already write in. Nice pick, Jermon. I also picked that game. Uh, nothing against my co-host here, but the numbers just lined up, and I looked down the numbers, and I said, who's, ooh, everybody's on the Saints. It's a small spread. I don't, I mean, the Falcons are playing well. Like you said, Raheem Morris has them boys firing off. Um, and it's like you said, it's a rivalry week, so I think he's going to get them even more. They're playing away from that good draft pick they were going to have, but I don't think they care this week. It's the Saints, the Aints. They're coming into town, and that's so that's so disrespectful <laughs> that you would call them the Aints right now when they will literally dominate thirty other teams <laughs> in the league right now. The only team that worries me is the Kansas City Chiefs, who they're going to have to see in Tampa whenever the Super Bowl starts. Whatever day the Super Bowl happens, because they can get pushed back dealing with COVID. We don't know what the hell is going to happen. But I'm so anyway, my pick. I took the Falcons. I know plus three. Took, I was trying to talk over you, so I wouldn't. Have to <laughs> your I'm trying to get it back. Give me the mic back. <laughs> I'm taking the Falcons. You got the Saints. That's two games we're going against each other this week, so that you you could make the ground up. You could be in first place. Yeah, I think I'm going to. You know, I think I'm going to. This is my week. Uh, I feel really good about two of my picks. The Giants one is a little iffy. I wish I could take that one back right now. It's in there. Joe, print it. We're done. Cut. It's already, it's already in there. We got the three games. Like I said, I'm going Saints, Rams, Giants. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's good to be back. I missed your good bald to be head. Back. I missed your good bald to see head. you. And, um, it's a nice yeah, bald head. Yeah, for the rest of the season, through the playoffs, uh, Bush and me is back. For the people who did, who who are following us, However many it is, we appreciate you. Uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna continue to keep getting better at this. Hang with us, Bush and me. We're here to we're here to stay. We're here to continue to keep uh, bringing you some good content. We got it, baby. Good to be back. Hope you guys like it. Good luck, Bush. Good to see you. Good to see you, brother. See you guys next week.